Welcome to the Neurotic Nourishment Podcast, a podcast for smart moms. I'm Dr. Lindsay Weisner. I'm a psychologist, a mom, an author, and an occasional shit show. I'm Sharon Sapir. I'm a mom with a master's in nutrition from a fancy pants school, and I still want to eat my face off sometimes. We want to make you think. We want to make you laugh. And we want to remind you that, hey, we all go through shit. Today's guest on the Neurotic Nourishment Podcast is kind of super special because we get to chat with one of Lindsay's first Insta friends. Jade Lee of Social Fit Misfits first spent years trying to get to the other side of her health and weight issues. You know what stopped her? Poor or improper diagnoses of what turned out to be a complication from PCOS. Surprised? You shouldn't be. Do you know that female ailments are about 10 times as likely to be misdiagnosed as male ailments? Fortunately, these days, Jade is the founder and owner of Social Fit Misfits. She's kind of a total badass. She manufactures snarky workout wear for every shape and size. My personal faves? Well, I own a pink tank that says big butts and donuts. Totally me. And I've also got a ridiculously cool gray tank that has uh, written in elegant cursive, total shit show. And... I'm not really allowed to wear that around my kids, but shh, don't tell my husband. Make sure to follow Jade Lee at Jade Lee Fitness and look into her super cool clothing at Social Fit Misfits. Thanks for listening. Hi, Jade. Thanks so much for agreeing to come on today. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. So um, for anyone that's actually been listening to the full evolution of our podcast, Early on, I spoke about the whole brand ambassador thing and how I was intrigued. And so I came up with this letter to reach out to brands that I thought looked cool. And it was sort of off the wall and admitted that my husband basically shuns all social media and lives under a rock. And I'm kind of crazy and multitasking. But you know, I'd be perfect. I don't have it. I read it on an earlier podcast. But anyways, that's how I found Jade because Jade was like, this is awesome. And I love that. Thank it's you. Still, it's still my favorite application I ever received. <laughs> her favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Sharon's nodding her head for those of you who don't have your video turned on. Well, to I'm her. trying not to talk over <laughs> because I, I heard from our sound editing guy that when three people talk at the same time, our listeners get confused. So I'm just doing the nod instead of. I heard when a bear shits in a wood. I, I don't fucking care. It's fine. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is how I, I met Jade through her brand, uh, Social Fit Misfits. And, but Jade has a very interesting story, which is why she's here to share. And I thought it would be interesting for both Sharon and I, because it's part fitness and then part business and just part, part badass bitch can I say that in a good way so uh let's start I know I'm umming I'm sorry Sharon so <laughs> I'm nodding right now. she's <laughs> nodding again actually Sharon informed me that I only 
um, when I'm not on my ADD meds. But it was a very interesting. I it is, it was- but once you call, told me it, now I'm umming. No, all- no, you weren't. It was a different type of umming. It was like talk, 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 um, <laughs> talk, talk, talk. Uh, and I was like, do I say something to her or do I not say something to her? And then you got on ADHD medication and it went away. So I didn't have to say anything to you, but I did anyways because well, I'm an asshole. Thank you for making our first. 11 episodes, super unlistenable. I, I can see gold in our future. <laughs> That's my job. There you go. So Jade, tell us, I, I know this started with your own sort of fitness journey. Can you, and by the way, I do hate the word journey and yet I use it even as the hashtag, but it's a very bachelorette, you know, reality show. Do they say that on 90 Day Fiance? What? Journey? No. No. Okay. You have to watch this show. It is just a dumpster on fire. We were comparing crap shows. Do you watch any reality TV, Jane? I don't watch TV much. No, (laughs) I'm not a reality fan at all. So, well, that was our episode with Jade. (laughs) Come back next week. (laughs) Tune in next week. Never seen an episode. (laughs) Well, but this is reality TV, I guess. So, so tell us about, I guess, how this all started. And what did you do before? I have many questions. Um, I did a few things. My original education is uh, early childhood development. So mm-hmm. I used to work a lot with families. I did a lot of nannying and traveling over the years and then uh, came to America, ended up in the corporate world, sort of built my way up there, hated it, left What did it. you do in corporate world? Um, I, I helped oversee, I helped oversee uh, seven hair academies within North America. So I kind of sat right underneath a North American director helping him. Hair academy? Work. Like for hair? Sassoon, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. okay. Sorry. That's... Stylist had a cut. Interesting. Basically. Which is hilarious because I'm like, I'm not a hair or beauty person at all. I just, I'm really good at organizing. So, and, you know, creative people aren't so organized. <laughs> this is true. I'm not good at it. <laughs> that's, yeah. very, that's very interesting that you say that because I, I have... I was reading that like there's the creatives who are they're so right-brained, but the right-brained often lacks the like executive functional skills of like yeah organizing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, which is hilarious because in my own business, I'm really good with the creative stuff, and I need help with the organizational stuff. So I've kind of flipped a bit. <laughs> wow, I wonder why that is. I'll have to amuse over that. So. I'm terrible at procrastinating on my organizational stuff, so I have to have help there. I will introduce you to my ADHD meds, but you know. I might need them. Yeah, there you go. Um, so you were at uh, Sassoon in corporate world and ha- what happened next? Um, I actually got made redundant because uh, they were kind of filtering people out. And I, um, I initially started looking for other positions. I went into another one managing, um, managing another business. And long story short, they pretty much lied to me in the interview to get me in there. Okay. So once I realized I kind of walked, you know, that just wasn't going to work. So I just basically made the decision after that, that I wasn't going to apply for any more jobs. I was just going to, you know, just put myself out in the universe pretty much. I did the whole hippie thing. And um, within a couple of weeks, just work started coming to me and I just started building myself. And what kind of work um, started coming to you though? Initially, I went back to the childcare. Okay. Uh, 
because there's just you know my name's still out I've got a still got a really good reputation with newborns and whatnot so I spent a lot of time helping families within you know that sort of first year kind of navigating and um you know I put my I started studying so I did the NASA did all my personal training education um didn't actually want to personal train anyone I just wanted the education for myself interesting um and then during that whole time I've been trying to share my fitness journey on social media couldn't quite figure out how to navigate it as a way to grow and um, I really just started investing time into, you know, learning social media, learning how to set, strategize and put myself out there as a way to generate income. And that just started growing and growing and growing. So I have, you know, I'm lucky enough to have multiple streams of income. So let me uh, ask you, Instagram. So just to back up. So your, your own fitness journey, I guess, what kicked that off? How did that begin? Uh, well, I used to be just hugely obese. Um, you've probably seen my photos, right? I've seen them. I I, I saw. I remember seeing one, but it was, it was. I haven't shared it too much lately because I guess my story's kind of changed. But uh, I used to be huge, and I could just never figure my weight out. And I used to go to doctors, and you know, because I, I didn't understand nutrition, and you know, just all these different factors that most people go through, and. Um, and, you know, I figured out that I had a hormone imbalance, did all the blood panels for that. Mm-hmm. And this was all before Facebook and, you know, the amount of free knowledge there is out there now. Um, but once I kind of figured out what was wrong with my body, I started finding, um, you know, information threads on on the internet. And I just started finding other women like me and kind of what they had done on their own journeys. And I started implementing that for myself. So it started years ago, I would say eight, nine years ago now. Um, you know, started trying to figure all that out. And it was over the last, I would say, three years that I really started trying to share it as a way to just motivate people and just show, well, if I can do this, you can do this. And even if a doctor tells you, because I had three doctors tell me that you just have to be okay with being obese because there's nothing you can do about it. And I still today, I will still have women reach out to me and be like, I have what you have. But my doctors are telling me just to be okay with it. And, um, you know, so sharing my story in that aspect and letting people know that there are other methods and, you know, don't give up just because your doctor says, you you know, you have to be obese because you don't have pre-existing conditions. There's, you know, there's ways around it if, if you want to look for them. And I'm kind of proof of that. Um, what I mean, I don't, I don't know if this is too personal, but no, you're if, fine. okay. Uh, what kind of hormonal imbalances? Uh, PCOS. Okay. It's pretty common. I think yeah. most people at this point know, about, know it. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I think when I first found out about it, it was really hard to find other women. Whereas now it's just kind of, it's a very common thing now and yeah, you know, people it is. are aware. So it's a completely different ballpark. So did you then uh, research into PCOS and diet change and start eating differently? Yeah, completely. And, um, you know, it started with finding other information threads and finding women who had been through the same thing. And I would read through their diet plans and their workout plans. And I started implementing and, you know, started learning about tracking. And I made mistakes along the way. Everyone does. It's part of the learning process. But mm-hmm. You know, once I started educating myself a little bit more, then I was able to kind of figure it out and just progress. It's interesting that you mentioned tracking because um, 
so important. Yeah. So I, I'm a huge advocate of tracking. <laughs> I, I think it's so important that we learn so much about ourselves. And even if it's just for a very short period of time, when it's done accurately, I think it's invaluable. Now, there are yep. people that I've worked with who just refuse to track and can't. I mean, it's it, it taps into a history of either like food anxiety or, or some sort of OCD or yeah, kind of eating disorder, you know, it, it, it's, it's not right for them. Um, but it's interesting that you mentioned tracking. And then from what I know about PCOS, it responds very well to a lower glycemic diet. So lower yeah. on the simple carbs and sugars. So yeah. did you do both of those in conjunction? Pretty much. And that was kind of stuff that evolved as I was learning more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when I first started, I went to the extreme because I have a history of eating disorders as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so initially I went to the first extreme of I was eating barely anything and you know tracking every single thing and then I had to learn to adjust it a little more and you know my body needed a little bit more um and then there were times you know you would hit a a rough patch in life and you would just lose the plot and forget about it all and fall back a few steps and then you pick it up and you keep on going but it's just constantly like I'm still learning I just signed up with a, a new coach uh as of yesterday and he's you know it's just another way for me to continue to learn and evolve from someone who knows much more than me yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all for accountability yeah it's got to be done <laughs> yeah it's got to get done yeah. yeah Sharon and I met when I I hired her as my nutritionist and then we fell in love and so <laughs> we broke up our corporate relationship but uh, I'm still tracking by the way Oh, good. Yeah. It does I, make life easier. No, I'm just lower. obsessive compulsive. It's, it's a yeah, I can be like that too. But <laughs> it just, I mean, for me, it gives me peace of mind because I know what I've actually eaten. If I try to do the whole, you know, balance Intuitive of my mind, yeah. yeah, it doesn't work for me. It's just not my thing. I I think I'm still trying to, I think part of the reason I'm intrigued by your journey is I'm still trying to figure out what works for me. Yeah. And it's a lot of trial and error. And, you know, and, and it has to be because I, I hear and I still get messages about this woman who, you know, they'll kind of fall off the sort of bandwagon or they haven't found what works for them and they just want to give up. And, you know, you have to just constantly remind people that it's it's part of the learning process. You're going to make mistakes and not every day is going to be perfect. And, and that's OK. Yeah. As long as you keep moving forward. You don't fail unless you quit. Like, that's something that I tell everyone because every single person has setbacks. It's what distinguishes somebody who succeeds from somebody who doesn't is the person who succeeds, fucks up and then goes, you know what? I fucked up and now I'm just going to keep moving forward. Whereas the person that never makes it there thinks, okay, well, I just undid everything. What's the point? You know? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, we all fuck up a lot. I mean, earlier this year, I kind of gave up completely because I'd just gone through so much stuff and, you know, I had my pity party and then I got over it and it's like, okay, now it's time to pick myself back up and, you know, just start, start your steps again and keep on moving. So it happens. Which isn't, an, but it's, a, I think it's the recovery resiliency. That's the important part to get back up again, obviously. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the hardest part is getting back up and getting into that routine. And I know for me, it's always the first few weeks are the hardest and then it just starts coming back and coming back and then the love for it comes back and, so I always tell people, I'm like, the first few weeks are going to be the hardest. Just get into your rhythm and get into your routine and just keep on going. 
Which is great. It's great advice. Yeah. On a similar note, similar, I know it's not really similar. I'm going to pretend it's similar. It, like much like news anchors do when they segue from like death and destruction to Christmas. Pivot. <laughs> Pivot. <laughs> uh, what? I'm so self-conscious now of my ums and uhs. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Uh, I do it a lot too. Don't worry. <laughs> it's a Kiwi thing though. We do that a lot. Well, then I'm going to use that excuse. You're going to be an honorary Kiwi. You're I'm good. an honorary Kiwi. Ha ha, Sharon. Fuck you. So <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, Lindsay. I love yeah. you too. So I guess, you know, one of the cool things is you took this adversity, Jade, or this struggle or this non-journey journey because we don't use that word it's bacheloretti and you know you ended up making it into a business first in terms of marketing how to market yourself for lack of a better word uh an instagram strategist is what we said and then second in terms of the your your new baby business yeah social fit misfits can you tell us how that came about uh the misfits um that was initially a joke um and I was I think I was just joking around with my best friend and uh the term I mean the most popular tank we still have is the original which is says donuts and dicks (laughs) and um basically it was a joke that you know a friend said to me in a text and I made up a design while we were talking I sent it over and she said I dare you to put that on a shirt wear it to the gym so I did because I'm not going to turn down a deer. Oh, fuck no. Yeah. But I posted it on social media and my social media just went boom. So, you know, I put it up for sale and I just, it started selling and I was like, you know what, I'm going to, and I always wanted to set up like a fitness group to just, uh, just like a safe space for people. And it doesn't matter where you, you are in your journey. I wanted to set that up. So I just decided to kind of combine the two and, you know, the name was a combination of, yeah, I mean, you're in the group, Lindsay, so you, I am. it's just such a ragtag group of people and there's different levels of fitness and different journeys and everyone's so motivating and inspiring. And so it really is just a ragtag group of misfits. So it it's, was a combination of misfits and my social media business combined ah, it together. I didn't think about that. And, yeah. the other, you know, the other thing I will say is, you know, you're – like your clothing is, it's adorable and it's funny. I couldn't do the donuts and dicks because my husband would have. My, it's a 50, it's funny me. because yeah, there's about 50% of um, our customers are like, no, it's a little bit too much for me, but they love the other ones and there's the motivational ones. And then there's the one people who think it's the funniest thing on earth. Like I have a lot of uh, female powerlifters who think it's hilarious and they will buy it. And so I've been seeing it around at meets and, that's you know, other gyms through California, which is hilarious. So it really is a 50-50, but I, I think just so many people who have seen the humor in it have just run with it. And it's, you know, it's obviously the females who are going to wear it. Like, you know, and the stories you hear back, like they'll tell me about the, the reactions they'll get in the gym and things like that. And it just makes me <laughs> laugh. So <laughs> I as have, as they have fun with it. It's totally cool. I have the one that says evil shit show. Yeah, I have that one. Yeah, uh, that's fantastic. And I do get laughs from that. My husband is just much more conservative, not on social media, you know. Yeah. So I'm free as a bird to say whatever I want. He's fantastic, but he's much more conservative than I am. So (laughs) as it is, you know, evil shit show was a bit much for him. Never mind. (laughs) Donuts and dicks would have probably been donuts, dicks and divorce, I have to say. Probably. (laughs) 
it's funny. I don't think most people would have thought to say, I'm going to put that in a t-shirt. You know, uh, I wouldn't have thought of it if I wasn't dared to put it on a shirt. <laughs> but, you know, my best friend was like, I dare you to do it. I'm, I'm not going to turn that down. Of course I'm going to do it. So it just worked in my favor. So I think it was just meant to be. Patronus. Patronus potato face. It's called Patreon. It sounds like Harry It's Potter not. Style. It's not. I promise. Actually, it's a great way for mommy's listeners. You have listeners? Hunter doesn't listen to you. Yeah, yeah I do. Ugh, no shit. Language, mommy. I listen. Oh, yeah? Well, then tell me what Patreon is. Patreon is a website that allows listeners to support their favorite podcasters. And it gives mommy a great way to connect with her fans through special bonus episodes. And private Q&As. Oh, and free merchandise, that too. Shh. Mom, we got this. Go to patreon.com backslash neurotic nourishment. What is that? It's patreon.com backslash neurotic nourishment? I think so. (laughs) Yes, it is. And dear God, let me know you're listening out there because Jesus, no one else in this house is. I mean, ugh. Mom, language! That was bad language? Well, anyways, take a look. Come visit us at patreon.com. Thanks. Can we talk about the name a little bit? Because I'm always curious in how people come up with names for things. And I love the name Social Fit Misfits. Oh, thanks. It, um, yeah, it was just, you know, I was, I was um, kind of at the place where I wanted to start the fitness group on Facebook. And, you know, I was just kind of wondering what kind of names to come up with. I already had the social media business, which was off to a really good start. So I kind of just wanted to combine the two names, just in a way, just link them together. She literally and, just um, told us this, Sharon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I should probably tell our audience that I had a dental procedure earlier. Yeah, Sharon had a dental procedure this morning, so she's high and uh-huh. fit. And so we're going to actually put on a Donuts and Dicks t-shirt on Sharon right now, and she will not. I was trying to figure out how long to let that question go on, and then and I saw Jade be like, what the fuck is going on? Well, I now everyone Yeah, You could have said anything. Yeah, because social media, fit, right. fitness, and misfits. I like the miss, I guess. Okay, so Sharon, I'm not going to be able to save this one, baby. I love you. No, <laughs> pretty. but, but the, uh, not today. Oh. But what I wanted to get at is I like misfits and tying that to the gym because I feel like Instagram especially is saturated with this kind of like really annoying fake um fake fitness booty. culture and it drives me insane I hate it and you know it's it's either people posing in contorted positions and being obsessed with themselves and trying to be in the first market I hate it yeah and <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of people who look at it and just like are alienated from it you know yeah Definitely. And it's one of those things. And Lindsay's probably seen me go off on my rants on social media because um, I do kind of talk against it and I get a lot of hate for it. I don't really care. I have a very thick skin. So and, um, you know, I, I, I am one of these people because I know when people talk about the whole trolls on social media, it's like, oh, just ignore them and go to, a, you know, be the bigger, bigger person. I won't. I will fully go for them. And my running joke is and my my Facebook sort of base knows it a lot that when because I'll argue with people because I'm very good at arguing and then they get annoyed and they block me so I'll come through with another account because <laughs> I have so many yes. because it's my job and I I'll finish my you. argument <laughs> 
and then I'll screenshot it and I'll put it over on all my other platforms so everyone can laugh at it but it's the whole fakeness of the industry and it's a very unregulated industry which is um you know something I talk about a lot and I do plan to talk you know on a lot more as my platform continues to grow um you know it's just there's a lot of fake and there's you know there's the thirst and sharing your butt and the slim tees and all the that belfie. Kind of stuff. I can't and stand the belfie. The you belfie. made me do a belfie when I was doing that 30 day thing. Because bitch. you're cute. Because you're cute. <sighs> What's a belfie? A butt selfie. Butt selfie. Oh, butt selfie. Yeah. They're, <sighs> they're all over the place. But... I didn't know that was a thing until Sharon made me do it. And now she's telling me she I didn't know it was called a belfie. Thirsty girl. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might have made that up, but I won't take credit for that. I probably heard it somewhere. But I yeah. put that on a shirt. <laughs> put it on uh, yes! a shirt. Show me I will wear it. I will wear it. I'll send you guys some. Oh, I yes. want to show me your belfie or something. I don't know. You, you'll come up yeah. with something clever. I'll, yeah, come, I'll come up with something. I'll send you guys the mock-ups. Yes. <laughs> that would be so exciting. We'd feel like famous. That would be amazing. That would be awesome. <laughs> You're right. There is a huge, it's funny for me when people talk about um, the social media pressures and I just had the, this conversation with these nice women from a podcast called Cheesecake and Crying. Yeah. They're from Canada. So it was awesome because we got to laugh at the U.S. and whatever. That was another story. But so we were talking about how social media has brought on this pressure. And my point was, yes, it has. But before that, there were movies and magazines and, and yeah. all these things. I think now it's just the constant presence. It's just that constant presence and I think is, you know, especially nowadays, everyone's just so sensitive to everything. Mm. So it really doesn't matter. And, you know, I guess social media does play a huge part in that too. But, um, you know, if, if we didn't take so much, you know, or, you know, pick certain things to feel, you know, passionate about. Like for me, it's, you know, obviously it's the fitness because, you know, I have my own personal journey and I don't like the, the fake side of it or the bullshit and you know the cookie cut coaching programs that are sold as individualized packages things like this is where I choose to put my my energy for sure but so what was the last sensitive sorry what was the last you know troll fight you know issue you um I think the last one was uh Christians <laughs> about a week ago oh and how about <laughs> tell, tell us about that Oh, some girl told me that um, she was going on about Christianity, which is fine. You know, I have a lot of people who are whatever, whatever makes you happy. I'm fine with that. But she, we, we say whatever we want. So you don't have to, you know, yeah, you don't no, push I'm, in your words. I'm sure there's an ending that delivers a well-deserved punch. So, oh yeah. I mean, I don't really give a shit what you follow. If it makes you happy, that's good. But uh, her statement was um, because she's a Christian, she has the right to judge everybody and nobody else's uh, religion matters. And that was like, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to troll this bitch because, you know. Yeah, I think she got confused. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm Jewish. And from what I know about Christianity, isn't it supposed to be quite the opposite? It's a, Well, you would think so. But yeah, yeah, I got hundreds, hundreds of messages. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And um but uh, yeah, she was saying I have the right to judge because my God's the one true God. And I was like, you just shut down an entire world of yeah. you know religions and gods and blah blah blah. And she said, well, I, you know, I have that right. So it kind of went into a thing, <laughs> and she was talking about her book of God. And I said, well, no, it was written by man. And then a feminist came along, and she started coming at me. And I was like, no, I don't get along with you feminists. <laughs> Wait, why was the feminist? And by the way, yeah. I and I just I don't know. She turned it into a whole woman thing. 
And I was like, no, I don't deal with the silliness. So you can just jog along now. And uh, <laughs> they just kept on coming and coming and coming. And, as, you know, and I just had fun with it because that's what I do. I would um, too. I went through a period of time where anytime yeah. someone said something ridiculous on Facebook, uh, I, on our like local Facebook group, I would just say, okie dokie. Yeah. Oh, I actually, in between that, I did have a woman get pissed off with me because I used the word fat mm. and um, wasn't directed at her. I used it in a statement and it hurt of her course. feelings because she was very obese. And I was like, honey, it's not my problem. You've got an issue with a word. It's, you know, if if you have an issue with it, maybe you should look at why there's that issue but I was still the asshole because I used the three little words so that is <laughs> like, interesting because you know I've also thought like do I say overweight do I use the word fat do like when I was in school getting my master's my teacher would yeah. say she wouldn't say overweight she would say over fat which I thought oh, was okay. really interesting yeah um, I'm sorry that's me um yeah so it's like you there's no way to like not offend people you're going to offend someone no matter what yeah you know and especially with social media nowadays everyone's going to be offended at something no matter what you say so you can be politically correct you can choose not to you're still going to upset someone and just because and it wasn't directed at her I have no idea who this woman is I just made a statement and I added the word fat in there and all of a sudden she was like you're the biggest asshole in the world wow and uh you know you're a piece of scum and I was like yeah okay we'll have this debate <laughs> okay so so to do you think that to grow your social media you have to like the more people the more people you get that follow you you're increasing your chances of trolls or offending yep. somebody and do you think that you're always gonna get it having thick skin is basically a requirement for growing your social media I think to a point I know a lot of people get hurt with everything you see on social media and I'll still yeah. get hurt from time to time but at the end of the day, I'm making the decision to put these things out there. So I have to expect it at some point. But my whole thing, and it's something that I teach my students all the time when I'm teaching them how to grow, you're going to get it no matter what. But the important thing is you're also going to find your tribe. So you're going to find the people who uh, you know, are motivated by what you say and what you do, and they like what you say and what you do, and they want to support it, and they will come along. And those are the people that you're going to focus on. Because you can be the sweetest person in the world, you are still going to get a troll no matter what, because that's what they do. They have nothing else to do in their lives but set up fake accounts and troll people. Wow. So, and, you know, when they come along, you can either block them, ignore them, or you can do what I do and just take them on. Uh, sometimes I'll block if I can't really be bothered. Sometimes I think, oh, this is going to be a good one and I'll just go for it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's entertaining probably for the it's other so followers too, right? Yeah, I mean, I love it. And I, I do, and um, I remember the first time I really kind of went head first into, you know, dealing with trolls. It actually got me one of my biggest pain clients to date. Wow. He out and he was like, you know, I love your message. This is exactly the message I want in my business. Can you help me? And, you know, he turned into a client. And that's, you know, it's pretty my point. You find your tribe and there's people who are going to believe what you say. So, which is important and, to uh, know. Support what you say. Right. You like, this was a good connection, a good match, not yeah. you, you're, you're obviously not stirring shit just to stir shit at the, you're, it, you should be comfortable making your feelings known and not have to worry about word choice to such a, I don't exactly. even know what over fat is Sharon. I mean, I know what it is. It's just weird, I think, but 
It, I thought yeah. it was a weird term. Okay, too, good. But I guess yeah, I've that's never heard it before. Politically correct or or scientifically correct term. But I feel like if I said over fat, then I would offend a lot of people. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, people are gonna get offended no matter what. So. True. True. And you'd lose me as a friend because it's just awkward. I don't like it's it. very, very <laughs> awkward. This is this is true. But I, I, I mean, I totally think what you're saying about finding your tribe that is like resonates with me so much because yeah. I. So I only got on social media in like Lindsay and I are both very new to Instagram. I got yeah, she she yeah. was on for a while and was like, you should go on. You should go. You'll like it. I was like, I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to. Oh my God. This is fun. awesome. Yeah. And then she went ahead in. So it was like, I was in November and then you were like a few months later and I, I was so scared to get on it. Um, yeah. And then once I finally did, I said, you know what, I'm just going to be me. And like, I, yeah, I'm crude. Yeah. And I, and I found the people that have found me. I have instantly connected with as because I just it's so yeah. cool when you do find your tribe and you find people that like get you and you get them and they live in a completely different part of the world and hi so Cheryl funny. hi Cheryl <laughs> my bestie from Wisconsin yeah. she doesn't listen but it's okay um, yes, we'll tag does. her on Instagram oh, does she She'll listen now She'll, yeah 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 yeah, so that that's so true about just being yourself and like your yeah. people will come and if you get a few shitheads, like what's just part of the deal. Regardless, yeah. I remember when I first started with Instagram and trying to share my story and I did course after course after course and every single one of them, they were like, you have to be happy and everything has to be positive. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk to anyone who's negative. And I used to try all of that, but at the end of the day, it's just not me. I am very brash. Mm -hmm. uh, I do have a potty mouth. You know, I'm just, I'm just not a happy bubbly positive person every single time and so it just wasn't working for me and then it was really when I just started being myself more and you know just talking you know I like I like to have a laugh and I do like to stir the pot and um, you know and I do like to you know have conversation because especially on you know Facebook I will post stuff that will get heated and can be controversial but it can also spark up very good conversation which is things that I like to do as well so um, you know it's just all about being you it's funny if Facebook worked the way it should and the way people should interact in real life it would be we can argue and then you know come together or and then we can argue and then come yeah. back you know last a few days ago I posted something on Facebook it was amazing if I do say so myself but one person was like you know this is nice, but, and she said something else. And, I, and when I went to respond, I was like, you know what? And I reached out to her privately yeah. and we spoke like adults and it was, you know, and unfortunately the an anonymity of social media makes that it's too easy to forget to be an adult. Exactly. A lot of people forget that. And it is hilarious because, you know, I will, there are certain people who attack me on social media because they've got a set of balls and then when they meet me in real life, it's just like, they'll run the other way. Oh, yeah. I mean, people hide behind their computers. I think that's what enables they, trolling. It makes them brave. Exactly. So, and, you know, it's just, and it's also started up a whole new wave of bullying as well, which is, you know, it's a little bit sad, but it is, it's there. It's very sad, but on the upside, fingers crossed, maybe we're raising stronger humans because I of it. I hope so. Yeah. I would yeah. hope so too. So it's it's a complicated you have to evolve with it i agree let me ask you a question is there 
I mean, obviously this is your business, so I'm not asking you to tell all your secrets, but besides just being genuine, is there any one bit of advice you would give to our listeners about about growing on social media? Yeah, I guess. I mean, assuming, our, I think people that are interested in growing are largely either teens and 20-somethings or people who are interested in promoting a business of sort, wouldn't you say? Pretty much. I would say the younger ones because it's more their thing. Like teenagers have it down. If you've got a teenager and Valid. you're trying to grow a business, copy what, yeah, copy what they're doing because they know what they're doing. But for those of us growing businesses on platforms and it's, you know, because I have my Instagram group on Facebook as well. I'm always preaching it. You have to engage with people and you have to build relationships. Um, I think with Instagram in particular, it really came down to people just obsessed over how many likes you got and how many followers you got. And, you know, it was this big status. It's just not the case. Um, you know, you can have, if you're building Instagram for business, you can have a small account. But if you're building those relationships from the beginning, you can still have a very successful business through social media. Um, I mean, you get a lot of these larger accounts and a lot of the followers, you know, they can be bots or they can be dead accounts too. People start following and then just kind of disappear. It really does nothing for you. Um, does your story views, are they a good indicator of engagement? Because you might have X number of followers and like, you know, it's like 30% of that considered a good number for story views. Hypothetically? Hypothetically. <laughs> story views are great. And you will, um, especially with engagement right now in the algorithms, things are really changing. Um, and I know a lot of people are getting frustrated because there is a lot of lower engagement and it's happening in stories too. Um, but the best thing, I mean, personally, I love stories. Me too. I put most of my business through Instagram stories and it generates more than my actual posts. Yeah. I, I don't particularly care about how many, like I, unless I'm doing a, a training with some of my students and I'm showing them different methods and I will show them proof through my stories. I don't really worry about if one story is seen higher and one's lower, unless I'm doing research stuff. Like right now my stories are on fire. So I'm just lighting them up and, you know, mm -hmm. And it can be anything from quotes to business to, you know, sharing a part of my fitness journey. But um, stories are great. I, I highly recommend people, if they're building for business, get on those stories and just have fun with them. I agree. It lets you engage too, which is... Exactly. And it's like a window for the behind the scenes of what you do. So, Yeah, you Sharon know. once uh, storied a lip waxing. Yeah. yeah, I story everything, like all intimate <laughs> parts so of my life. Or, I love it. And I feel like <laughs> it just, it corresponds with my, I don't know if corresponds is the right word, but it goes perfectly with my ADHD because I'm yeah. so <laughs> random and then I just story it and it's like very fun. Like I enjoy it even more than posts. Yep. And then I enjoy the feedback that I get. And I love just engaging, like for me, stories, yeah. I get a story all day. Yeah, me too. I mean, and that's why I tell people, I think the last, um, tutorial I did was just on Instagram stories because there's so much I mean when you get posts they're always curated and they're researched and people will spend a lot of time on them stories are really quick you can mm -hmm. get them done in a few seconds you know if you have a business it's a behind the scenes to your life and it's it's really a way that people can connect on, with you on a personal level and, and it's like I always say it comes back to that engagement people feel connected with you and it's you know just finding your tribe and people who don't necessarily follow you on Instagram will find you through stories, you know, and, and filter through. So 
I don't know how to store. Store is valuable. I'll teach you. (laughs) Yes, please. I think I will make a point now. (laughs) Stories feel like like yelling to an open canyon and all I hear is like echo, echo. No, just keep doing it. I remember when I first started and I I pretended. So when I like that November, you know, I pretended like I had half a million followers and I would story as if I was like, you know, blasting it out to that. I had like eight views. I mean, (laughs) I literally had like eight people being like, huh, you know, and (laughs) that's a lot in my world. (laughs) And, and I, I just, I had fun with it. And I realized I was like, just pretend there's half a million people watching and you're just having fun and you're trying to teach them and entertain them and let them into like what you're doing. And then it really, it grew because, and I think Lindsay, you've gotten a lot better with stories. Like I'm seeing more personal sides of you. I storied your cat that looks like a human last week. That's amazing. I mean, that's so fun. No one's fun. Well, I I do have a bikini wax tomorrow. So, you know, story that I story my waxes. I story, I story the dentist. It's a Brazilian. That's a lot. Like I'm not, well, just story your face as you're getting Exactly. Story your reactions because people will get a laugh out of it. Exactly. I got to think of my husband will love that. Oh, he's not on it. He's not on social media. He won't know. Exactly. What goes on on Instagram stays on Instagram. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Stories disappear. You're safe. Right. Uh Although I told my kids, I was like, just so you know, nothing only lasts for 24 hours. (laughs) An erection from Viagra. No, I just meant in terms of like, I just don't want them to ever think that they can send something and it's only going to last for I know, hours. but I'm just thinking that was the first thing that came to mind. Oh, so speaking of erection, I don't know how I'm pivoting to your book, but I, t- I'm, <laughs> you tell me about the erection you received while reading my upcoming book. <laughs> exactly. So Lindsay <laughs> is uh, publishing a book this year. It's very exciting. It's coming out and it's about happiness. So we have a question for Jade. Sure. You just want to intro it? You don't want yeah. to ask it? No, because it's your book. You should ask. <laughs> it is my book, but it was your question, which is a brilliant question. So, yes, in March of 2020, in accordance with the United Nations International Day of Happiness, which, by the way, I did some research into it, and I'm pretty sure the guy was just high and trying to link a bunch of social and economic theories. But nonetheless, he's awesome because he has chosen our book as one of the books. You know, it's called 10 Steps to Finding Happiness. And Sharon and I got into a deep discussion or deep for us-ish about what is, like, how would you define happiness, Jade? You know, I'm sure it changes over time, but for you, I I guess, you know, what's your definition of happiness these days? Uh, Right now, it's just you know, because I'm so immersed in, you know, business and growing these little babies. So they take up so much time. So for me, it's just taking a time out. I live right by the beach. So, you know, I always make sure I get down there and just, you know, get some natural energy, so to speak. Um, Staying on top of my gym routines. Without that, I really do kind of, you know, go downhill a bit and it just relieves your stress. And it really is my happy place where I can just switch everything off for a few hours and just, listen to music and focus on me so you know just little things like that sticking to my routine always helps as well and getting some good sleep so, yeah Sharon and I are upset our, we said our answer would be the gym also I also like watching the bad reality tv at the gym to combine <laughs> hey you might as well two for one I mean, it's either that or my favorite podcast, but Jade, thank you so much for- Yes, the- really. Thank you so much. I don't know how- You're welcome. This was a lot of fun. 
You don't she know how I got to her. I, I a wrote a kick-ass intro letter, ah. and B formed a relationship with Jade. Yep. We're not exclusive, don't worry. And you know, and, can and I then, join? Yeah. Absolutely. Do I can we? You don't want to say what happened last night with the text that only half came through. Oh, <laughs> that was hilarious. I, Wait, I do have to share it. I have to share it. I was at work, let me just say. Oh. And all of a sudden, sure, I get this text. And by the way, part of my job is working with suicidal or depressed teenagers and adults. And I get this text from Sharon and it's literally, it's a, a link to, I don't know if it was one or top 10, but something with vibrators. Right. And I just, <laughs> okay. So let me explain because I really feel like this needs to be explained. So I, I follow one of my, I guess, online friends now, Amanda Thebe, who's writing a book on perimenopause and menopause and she's English and she's very cheeky and she's not shy about whatever. And she posted something on Facebook. She's like, this is too funny. I have to post it. And it was basically a review of this vibrator, this like crazy vibrator. And the review was so funny. I was crying reading it. <laughs> and so I was like, who's going to appreciate this? Lindsay. So I, <laughs> I, I pressed share and I thought it was like just sending her the whole post, but it only sh- it only shared the she link to the vibrator. Yeah, it was essentially like you should buy this on Amazon, and yeah. I was like, um, great, <laughs> like thumbs up. And then she realizes what happens, and yeah. Sharon's like, oh, it didn't go through. And I just was sort of, I was like, I thought you were finally we were finally running away to the Isle of Lesbos, and this was your plan. Some of those no. reviews though, are absolutely hilarious. Some of those <laughs> vibrator reviews, <laughs> they are so funny. Or even like reviews for like envelopes. I mean, I have found the funniest. Reviews <laughs> Why are you on- reading envelope reviews? <laughs> <laughs> because like I, I remember one day I was like, I wonder if people like review paper clips and like envelopes, and <laughs> so I started reading them. And I think there are people who do this as a hobby. Like they try to like write the funniest review for the most mundane objects and I I don't know maybe I'm just a weird chick we should find someone who does that to come on our show true yeah that'd be a good idea there's actually if you there's every now and then if you go to the Facebook you know they've got the sales section you can find the funniest stuff for sale like I found a, a pair of silicone boobs and uh, the guy was like selling, yeah, he was like, you buy two or you can buy one each. I don't really want to sell them. Or mirrors are hilarious. Like I found a mirror for sale and the lady who took a photo forgot that her reflection was in there and she also forgot she was buck-ass naked. Oh. <laughs> so naturally I shared that with everybody. So that is awesome. That's amazing. So if you're looking for stuff for your feed or your story, look no further. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Neurotic Nourishment to hear about upcoming guests and new episodes. We love hearing from you, so don't hesitate to slide into our DMs and let us know what you really think.